You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by University of Melbourne professor Rob Moody to discuss the article Australia's Health Being Accountable for Prevention, published in the Medical Journal of Australia. Welcome, Rob. Hi. The article focuses on Australia's effort in preventing and controlling non-communicable diseases. What prompted you and co-authors Penny Tolhurst and Jane Martin to pen the article? Well, I guess it's um, a couple of reasons. One is looking forward to 2025. You know, Australia has a number of um, targets that we've set ourselves um, by signing uh, up with the WHO global targets on, on chronic diseases, but also... It's now seven years since we, or since I chaired the uh, National Preventive Health Ta- Task Force, since we set out a major plan for managing tobacco issues, um, alcohol, and obesity-related health problems. Um, so we thought it was, you know, it was well over time to look at well, how well are we doing? Are we likely to achieve our targets or not? The article said a review of Australia's progress against the National Non-Communicable Disease Target set in 2009 by the National Preventive Health Strategy found failings in a few areas. What were some of the more worrying findings? Well, perhaps I could come back and start with what we've done really well first, which is tobacco. Um, And uh, certainly the government of the the day instituted uh, plain packaging, which we recommended, and large increases in uh, tax or the price of cigarettes. And that's been hugely successful. So, so much so that Australia has the lowest or one of the lowest uh, smoking levels um, in the world. Uh, and I think that's contributed enormously to, to uh, you know, helping our, increase our life expectancy and quality of life. Having said that, um, where we really haven't done very well at all is in the area of healthy eating um, uh, and uh, uh, healthy diet and, you know, and, Alcohol, reducing alcohol-related harm. Um, these are particularly, uh, you know, worrying areas because if you look at the area of support diet, um, overweight and obesity, then this not only not only presents itself as as sort of problems of distinctly related overweight and obesity, but they're also di- you know, diabetes results from uh, high levels of um, you know, obviously from poor diet and from uh, low levels of physical activity. And, and uh, you know, the nature of our lives have changed pretty dramatically over the last 25 years um, and we haven't adapted very well um, with respect to diet and even physical activity. You said the average Australian is now six kilograms heavier than they were 25 years ago, and you indicated that this could have been avoided if we'd instituted effective health policy 15 years ago. What should be done now to address this figure? Well, that's what we should have done 15 years ago. But, I mean, one is, you know, we have a culture that is what you might call obesogenic, or, you know, it, it basically helps us put on weight all the time. If you uh, look at in terms of the saturation advertising that little Australians get, then um, you know, it's, it's, it's incessant that uh, it is there all over the place. I mean, whether you're watching sport, which is obviously a, a place where young Australians are constantly watching uh, television or, or video clips or whatever, um, and or whether you're on a train station and you're getting 
told that you're hungry by ads or that you're thirsty or that you have a then a vending machine right next to you where you can um, get relatively cheap, um, really fairly unhealthy food with really high levels of, uh, of sugar and maybe fat and maybe salt with it as well. So uh, um, we have a very poor labelling system which has been designed in a sense by the... Um, uh, food and grocery industry is so that it's so complicated that it's virtually meaningless, um, and we have no effective counter advertising as we've had with tobacco, for example, or road trauma, or skin cancer in Australia. So these are areas where um, we're doing particularly badly. We also in situations where you know junk food and junk drinks are very cheap, um, and therefore constantly sort of encouraging us to have more and more rather than uh, um, less and less. And what should be done on a broader scale in Australia to improve prevention strategies for non-communicable disease? Where do we head next? Well, certainly one area I think we, we really need to do, we really need to go in is obviously um, starting to regulate uh, the really unhealthy industry. So so that's the junk food industry, the junk drinks industry and uh, um, and the alcohol industries. I mean, we've been waiting around now for seven years by saying, oh, yeah, they're part of the solution. Well, they're fundamentally not part of the solution. I mean, we're constantly undermining virtually everything that we want to do that we know is effective in uh, saving people's lives and, and reducing the the enormous suffering that people get from uh, being very overweight or having diabetes or uh, from major alcohol-related diseases. I mean, these are things, it's not about, you know, abstinence at all. It's just a matter about managing it much more effectively. And, and um, so we've really got to start to take on um, the enormous power of the industries. And the community wants it. And we've known, for example, that the community is very much in support of a tax on sugary drinks if that money particularly is, is um, uh, invested back into, uh, for example, you know, health promotion into sports. Um, so we should do what we did with tobacco is replace harmful advertising uh, with good health promotion and you do that by having a small tax on uh, on what is being sold and it's always the punt of the pays whether it's um, uh, Coca-Cola that's sponsoring a football team or whether it's um, the taxpayer, we pay whatever whatever, whatever happens. Well, let's pay for something that, that is going to help improve our health rather than damage it. Thank you for your time, Rob. Pleasure.